Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, January 16th, and we start with local news. The Columbia Police Department is trying to locate 13-year-old missing juvenile Lily Ann Duran. Lily was last seen on Saturday in the area of Westwind Court wearing a white shirt, black jeans, and white and blue shoes. Lily is 5 feet 2 inches tall, weighing about 110 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Any person with additional information that may assist in this or any other investigation is encouraged to contact Columbia Police Department Dispatch 24 hours a day at 931-388-2727, Murray County Crime Stoppers at 931-381-4900, or Columbia Police Safe Tip email to safetips at columbiatn.com. The Spring Hill Police Department is seeking the public's help in identifying a man they said is the suspect in a road rage incident that took place on Wednesday, January 11th. According to a Spring Hill Police Department news release, the incident occurred just after midnight on Wednesday morning when the unidentified victim reported that they were traveling south on Main Street when the unidentified driver of a black TRD trim Toyota Tacoma with black rims allegedly pulled up beside the victim and pointed a handgun. The gun was not fired, no one was injured in the incident, but now police are working to identify and contact the suspect, who is described as a, quote, heavyset, middle-aged white male. Police also released a short video clip of the incident, which can be viewed online at shpdnews.com. Spring Hill Police Department is asking anyone with information about the incident or the truck's driver to contact Detective Thompson by email at gthompson at springhilltn.org or by submitting an anonymous tip online at www.springhilltn.org. Woodard Elementary School held its first ceremonial oath of office ceremony Thursday for Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder and Vice Mayor Randy McBroom, who were elected in the city uh, Columbia City election back on November 8th. Mulder is entering his second term as mayor with a focus on keeping the momentum of growth and prosperity going in Columbia, as well as supporting education to produce the city's future workforce and leaders. Students presented the mayors with gifts from each grade level, performed songs, including a performance by the Whitthorn Brass Quintet, as Principal Carol Ann Gent led the ceremony. Murray County Judge Bobby Sands officiated the ceremonial swearing-in ceremony as the mayor's families stood by their side. Along with the students, parents, Murray County Public School Superintendent Lisa Ventura, and other members of central office in the community crammed into the gymnasium for the ceremony. Mulder's bright white Air Jordan sneakers, which complemented his mayoral best suit and tie, caused a big stir of approval among the elementary school students. Looking at the ground, it was difficult to distinguish Mulder's feet from the feet of the K-4 through students in the gymnasium. I got my first pair of Air Jordans in elementary school, so I thought it might be appropriate to wear them today, Mulder said. My children voted on whether I should wear them today, and it was two to one. The sneakers won, he said. Mulder, who attended McDowell Elementary and Whitthorn Middle and Murray County Public Schools, encouraged students to dream big, set goals, never give up, and maybe you can be mayor too, he said. It wasn't so long ago that I was an elementary school student in Columbia, Tennessee, 
Mulder said, reminiscing when Woodard Elementary School was first built. He called the school a shining star in the school district, praising its most recent accomplishment of being named a reward school by the state. The recognition is given to schools that excel in performance and or progress based on state testing. Only the top 5% of Tennessee schools receive that recognition. This school consistently demonstrates excellence, shows public service, and trains future leaders, Mulder said. Mulder made a promise to students to keep education on the forefront of his decisions and mayoral support. Over the next four years, our goal is to shoot for the moon. We will show all who are watching that a new generation of leadership is working to help chart Columbia's course, Mulder said, and that Columbia's leadership is focused on the future by investing in the future, and that includes investing in each and every one of you, he said. Columbia remains a city with momentum like never before. We aren't perfect, but we will never stop trying to be. It is a city that was poised for growth and opportunity, and we plan to seize the moment, he said. The gym erupted into cheers when Mulder also promised to provide ice cream for all students on an upcoming Friday. Ava Grace Tobin, age nine, a fourth-grade student in Emily Ferguson's class, said she was moved by Mulder's speech. I thought his speech was very touching, Tobin said. He included the community in his speech, and it really touched my heart. She said, Tobin is also striving to make her own community a better place through a trash improvement initiative she started calling Trashinators at Whitthorn. We pick up trash to make the community a better place, especially around the playground swings and under the trees, Tobin said. Eventually, we want to raise money for churches and charities. Mulder praised each student-led initi- such student-led initiatives, including the school's donation of $2,000-plus to the Miracle League of Columbia nonprofit as part of its Crayons for a Cause program, selling art made from recycled crayons. Mulder also accepted his oath of office during the city council meeting last Thursday. A portion of land located near E.A. Cox Middle School, once deeded to the city for future public safety development, has been given back to the county for future use. The city first acquired the land back in 2017 when a Memorandum of Understanding, or MOU, was adopted between the city and Murray County Board of Education, which stated a portion of the property would be used to construct Fire Station Number 3, as well as maintaining the E.A. Cox ball fields. In addition to the now fully operational fire hall, the city also spent approximately $25,000 in addition to hours of volunteer labor to construct a new mountain bike trail. The request to amend the current OMU, MOU appeared on City Council, Columbia City Council's Thursday consent agenda, where items typically deemed non-controversial, but was moved at the request of Ward 5 Councilman Danny Coleman to allow further discussion. One of Coleman's main concerns was that the portion of the property being requested includes a city-funded bike trail. My admonition to the schools would be an admonition of the time and effort that citizens of Columbia and Murray County in general put into those bike trails, Coleman said. If there is a way to preserve them, allow for a volunteer group to do so, that would be my admonition, he said. The amendment would allow the city to retain ownership of the three-and-a-half-acre parcel containing fire station number three, as well as an additional three-and-a-half acres for future public safety use. Firefighters Drive will also remain a city street. The rest of the property, including maintenance of the ball fields, would return to the county. This is something that has been long in discussion dating back to early last year, Columbia Mayor Chas Mulder said. I think at some point it became a situation that was difficult to maintain. While it sounded good at the time, ultimately that proved to be a logistical challenge for a number of reasons, he said.
Mulder added that of all options the city could have taken, this was the cleanest way to dissolve the MOU. The city gets to keep its fire hall as well as additional land for more public safety while the school retains its ball fields. I'm ready to move forward in a positive direction with the school system, and I'm ready to put this issue that has somewhat provided some divisiveness to bed. And I think the school system feels confident and feels the same way, Mulder said. This would allow us to do just that. Murray County Public Schools Director Lisa Ventura said the students might also have lots of fun helping maintain the mountain bike trail, and the schools have just as much of a vested interest in the trails, including their upkeep, as the city. We have a vested interest in our grant money, which helped pay for the paths, our students taking care of those paths, and, of course, the community, Ventura said. We enjoy a partnership with the City of Columbia and their park system that I do think is truly unique to the City of Columbia, and we could not be more appreciative, she said. The request was ultimately approved by a 7-0 unanimous vote. Murray County Public Schools are in need of bus drivers. If you are looking for a part-time job, this is a wonderful opportunity. Bus drivers start at $17.32 per hour with a 3% raise each year with step scale increases after three years. The position gets full health benefits. The average workday is four hours long with opportunities for additional hours. One sick day and one vacation day is earned each month with unused days paid out at the end of each year. CDL training will be provided. Join the Murray County Public Schools team today. You can be the first person students see in the morning and the last they see before they get home. Brighten these students' days and sign on as a bus driver at Murray County Public Schools. You can apply online at www.murrayk12.org. Following its regularly scheduled meeting earlier this month, the Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen discussed a pair of projects the board could take action on in the near future, including a request for tax abatements or incentives for the project at the crossings. City Administrator Pam Kasky laid out the development's plans for public infrastructure improvements and gave rough estimates to the board on what could be expected from a tax increment financing agreement, or TIF. The cost of that road network and the appropriate ground development, grading, geo work, and all of that is $24 million, she said. The utility network, that is, again, part of our long-range utility plan, including the connection under Saturn Parkway to tie into the water line to give us continuity that we all need for overall city delivery, that's $8.1 million. In order to serve the U.S. Tennis Association, we have the parking structure, which we've said from the beginning would be a public-private partnership That's $24 million, she said. The city would give a break of just over $42 million to the development, but Kasky estimated the 20-year return would be nearly $20 million to the positive, based on estimations of sales tax impact. They are building the road network that is a backbone of a road network we need to build. It extends Crossings Boulevard out to Kedron, Kasky said. It's a well-designed infrastructure project. This is the road that supports the city's overall functionality. A resolution to allow the city's newly formed Industrial Development Board to study the benefits of such a plan is set to come before the Board of Mayor and Aldermen at its next meeting, but several board members were concerned about their next encounter with the project. With the help of Alderman Matt Fitterer, who located the proper statute, Kasky informed the board it would see the project before them again ahead of any tax incentive agreements. We're not approving anything other than letting the IDB get started on the work, Fitterer said. 
Additionally, Caskey informed the board the city would be undergoing a pay study over the next several months to determine the scale the city would need to maintain in order to recruit and retain city employees. This was necessary. We are out of whack with our surrounding community, she said. It makes hiring not only the best people possible difficult, it makes hiring anybody difficult, she said. In 2021, the city implemented a 6% raise for employees, which Caskey said was well-received but still didn't match surrounding municipalities, some of whom gave up to 10% raises. Another reason for the quick turnaround is the timing of the last study. Part of the issue with last time is you did the study in 19 but didn't adopt it until 21. Lots of things changed during that time, so it was out of whack before it even got implemented, Caskey said. You put all that together, and we are definitely in the need to come back to the table and see what we can do to attract good, quality people to our city, she said. Alderman Hazel Nieves questioned the length of the study, four to five months, and noted the board could find itself in the same situation it was with the last study, not being able to implement a raise for 18 months or more. The reasons, according to Kasky and representatives of the consultant, are the time it takes to interview employees and compare those job duties with comparable titles of surrounding communities, but also because most other comparable municipalities are also completing similar studies. The city hopes to implement the raises with the new fiscal year beginning this July. The Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands, Tennessee's largest nonprofit law firm, announced the opening of its relocated Columbia office at 1503 Hatcher Lane, Suite 105. The Columbia office's attorneys and legal services will continue unchanged in the new location, though additional staff may be joining in the near future. Previously, the office had been located at 1121 Trotwood Avenue, Suite 4. Legal Aid Society is proud to have been part of the Columbia community for more than 40 years, said Patricia Jones, lead attorney of the Columbia office. In this new location, which is just a short drive away from our old offices, we will continue providing needed free legal services to low-income residents of Columbia and the surrounding area, she said. Legal Aid Society of Middle Tennessee and the Cumberlands advocates for fairness and justice under the law. The nonprofit law firm offers free civil, legal representation and educational programs to help people in its region receive justice, protect their well-being, and support opportunities to overcome poverty. It serves 48 counties from offices in Clarksville, Columbia, Cookville, Gallatin, Murfreesboro, Nashville, Oak Ridge, and Tullahoma. Legal Aid Society is funded in part by United Way. You can learn more at www.las.org or by following the firm on Facebook. Polish your shiniest apples, Murray County. It's the time of year to again select the best of the best in Murray County public school teaching, resulting in the recognition of 29 different teachers from 22 different schools. Of those standout teachers from each school, three have been selected as Teachers of the Year in elementary, middle, and high school. All of this leads up to a Teacher of the Year banquet on January 19th at Central High School when the District Teacher of the Year will be announced. We have honored all of the teachers on our website and social media, Ventura said. We also have the banquet so the chosen teachers may bring their families. Every school honors them a little bit differently with their own recognitions as well, she said. Some will give the teachers bouquets of flowers or gift baskets. To determine initial candidates at the school level, Ventura said principals are asked to look at academic achievements, attendance, and relationships with children. 
In a sense, Ventura said top teacher honors, whether by school, county, or state, can be almost be considered a resiliency award in meeting goals, making strides, and or overcoming adversity. Sometimes there is that element of adversity, Ventura said. While that's not required, I think every school at some point has given the award to someone who was resilient and overcame some adversity, she said. The award itself is the result of a peer-chosen process in which teachers for each school vote to determine who stood above the rest for a particular year. To me, that makes it mean more, Ventura said. When your colleagues step up for you and say you're doing a great job, that's something special. Principals of the year are also determined by peers in the same way. The district is now accepting nominations for that designation. Ventura, a former teacher who herself is one teacher of the year, says the peer recognition factor is huge for chosen teachers to have. Ventura was a teacher at West Hills Elementary School in Marshall County in the early 2000s when she won the award after working on countywide programs with Central Office. It made me feel accepted and respected by the faculty, Ventura said. Finalists will be announced at the Teacher of the Year Banquets uh, Awards Banquet at 6 p.m. January 19th at Central High School. All finalists have the option for applying for a State Teacher of the Year through a rigorous application process. The state application is due at the end of February, and the state's best teacher is chosen at the end of the school year. For elementary school, Linda Padrone of Randolph Howell Elementary STEM School has been chosen. For middle school, Beth Marks of Hampshire Unit School has been chosen. For high school, Emily Fowler of Cullioke Unit School. And for Murray County Public School Academies, Elena Parizo of Northfield Academy was chosen. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Gerald C. Jerry Hardison, 87, owner and operator of Jerry's Market, died Friday, January 13th at Murray Regional Medical Center. A memorial service for Mr. Hardison will be conducted on Monday at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mr. James Walker Woody, 92, a retired employee of Union Carbide and longtime resident of Santa Fe, died, excuse me, died Friday, January 13th at Waynesboro Health and Rehab. Funeral services for Mr. Woody will be conducted on Tuesday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home with burial to follow at Santa Fe Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Monday from 3 to 7 p.m. and Tuesday from 1 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mrs. Laurel Anita Williams Duggar, 81, a retired office manager for SCT Systems and resident of Columbia, died Saturday, January 14th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Duggar will be conducted on Wednesday at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Richard Frank Richie Benefield, 63, retired employee of Nissan and resident of Kalioka, died Saturday, January 14th at Centennial Medical Center. A graveside service for Mr. Benefield will be conducted on Thursday at 11 a.m. at Friendship Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Kenneth D. Mullinax, 89, retired employee of Fleming Company and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, January 15th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Mullinax will be conducted on Friday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Neapolis Cemetery. 
The family will visit with friends on Friday from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have overcast skies today with showers at times. The high will be near 55 degrees with winds out of the south at 10 to 20 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 60%. Tonight, we can expect more rain likely with a thunderstorm possible. The low will be 53 with winds out of the south-southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 70%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwingGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwingGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwingGroup, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard. 
so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. great things here in Tennessee, but there's one thing we've got to fix now. Tennessee leads the nation in gun thefts, and too often, criminals use stolen guns in violent crimes. I'm TBI Director David Roush. Help us prevent gun thefts. When you're not carrying, secure your guns, not only at home, but also in your car. Secure it. Lock it. Help stop it. Take the extra step. Together, we can keep Tennessee safe. Brought to you by the TBI, Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Funded under an agreement with the State of Tennessee Department of Finance and Administration Office of Criminal Justice Programs. Supported by Award 2020 MUBX0051. Awarded by the Bureau of Justice Assistance, Office of Justice Programs, USDOJ. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price, and now news from around the state. A fugitive wanted out of Hickman County has been added to the TBI Most Wanted list. Marvin Dion Holt is 21 years old, is 6 feet 3 inches tall, and weighs 185 pounds. He has black hair and brown eyes. Holt is wanted by Hickman County and TBI after failing to appear for court in a pending first-degree murder charge from 2018. He should be considered armed and dangerous. A reward of up to $2,500 is being offered for information leading to his arrest. If you have seen Marvin Dion Holt or know where he may be, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND or 931-796-3450, extension 103. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a day we honor Baptist minister and social activist Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who dedicated his life to the nonviolent struggle for justice in the United States. King's leadership played a pivotal role in ending entrenched segregation for black Americans and to the creation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Here are a couple of facts about King you may or may not have known. King was born Michael King Jr. on January 15th of 1929. In 1934, however, his father, a pastor at Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, traveled to Germany and became inspired by the Protestant Reformation leader Martin Luther. As a result, King Sr. changed his own name as well as that of his five-year-old son. King entered uh, was such a gifted student that he skipped grades 9 and through 12 uh, before enrolling in 1944 at Morehouse College, the alma mater of his father and maternal grandfather. Although he was the son, grandson, and great-grandson of Baptist ministers, King did not intend to follow the family vocation until Morehouse President Benjamin Hayes, a noted theologian, convinced him otherwise. King was ordained after graduating college with a degree in sociology. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks.